From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about why both men and women can Kegel to better sex and the importance of tightening your pelvic floor muscles. And there's an anonymous quote that says, the hardest thing about exercise is to start doing it. Once you are doing exercise regularly, the hardest thing to do is stop. Mm -hmm. And you know, as we're going to be talking about Kegeling today, definitely a form of exercise, pelvic exercise, and it's going to be fun and enlightening, I think, to go dig deep into this topic. But Mm -hmm. we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage Show with a hug. And first, I just want to welcome all of you that are brand new listeners, brand new to the One Family. We're so excited to have you here and to have you be a part of the family. And if you don't know, a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the One Family whose marriage has experienced breakthrough. And this week's hug is sponsored by the One Conference that's going to be hosted by Journey Church in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And we're going to be sharing more about this amazing event a little bit later in the show. But this hug comes from an email that we received from a wife who says, my husband and I were Christians with the same fundamental beliefs when we married. Over the past two years, my husband's spiritual beliefs have dramatically changed and a wide rift had ballooned between us. Without knowing it, we were distant on so many levels and living as roommates. We came to a pivotal turning point last week. I went into a dark, isolated place emotionally and prayed to God for resources. I had just recently started listening to podcasts again and did a search for marriage help or something like that. Nice. I hit subscribe on your podcast, but didn't give it a listen right away. The next day I was a wreck at work. I came home and it was awful. I all but shut down. Divorce had popped into my head for the second time in the course of our marriage, Mm. but then God intervened and brought us together like never before. Just last Thursday, I started listening to your podcast during work, starting with your very first episode. Mm-hmm. That was nine and a half years ago yes, that we recorded was. that episode. My jaw dropped so many times during that show. I couldn't believe that a Christian couple was so open and genuine in discussing their intimacy and sex. I had grown up in a very conservative home where sex was never discussed. And even in my marriage, I never realized how reserved I'd been. Mm. I found myself actually yelling, thank you in my head because this was practical, godly, refreshing help I was needing. I honestly can't thank you enough for your openness, vulnerability, and leadership. Your podcast and blog has been an invaluable resource, not only to me, but to us. I am now bolder, flirtier, and more intentional about (laughs) intimacy. Amen to that. We've shared more about our past and forgave each other of wrongdoings. We've been breaking our physical intimacy records and look forward to implementing more challenges throughout the years. But we're not just growing closer physically, but across all levels. Mm. I've never felt so close to my husband. And I want you to know that prayer and your podcast have had a tremendous part in that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And we're so truly honored that you hit that subscribe button and yet you had that, that intervention. God just talked to you and you said, you know what? It's time to listen. And sometimes we have to just take that, that little step. It's, it's amazing what can happen sometimes with just that one little step in like today's show talking about Kegeling right? Kegeling. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we get that pronunciation, right? Yeah. It's one of those words that, you know, Kegel, Kegel. There it is. You all know what we're talking about. It's the word that's spelled K-E-G-E-L. There you go. And it's one little step 
that could have some profound effects mm -hmm. and impacts on your sexual intimacy. And that's what doing marriage well is all about. It's about taking one step. We had posted a, a picture up on Instagram, a quote up on Instagram. Uh, I think it was the last week or two talking about the fact that marriage is, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, right? But if you yeah. talk to any marathoners, they don't get to the finish line without completing the 26.2 miles mm -hmm. that are in front of it. And everything in between that, that comes and goes during that 26.2 miles. And you have to, you know, you have to take those steps and you have to train. And recently we'd done a, one of our monthly calls with our summit partners yep. in the position of the month club, right? They, we hop on a monthly chat with them once a month, just answering their questions and connecting with them and, and sharing what's upcoming with one and things like that. And it's, it's a great way for us to connect with the partners mm -hmm. and also to just find out what's going on in people's marriages. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, if you don't know about position of the month club and you're like, okay, wait a minute, how do I get on a monthly call with Tony and Lisa, with all these other great people that are doing marriage, uh, go to position, the mm all the information's there. But as we're preparing for this call, we always are pretty regularly. I, I, the word always is, you know, one of those. You don't ever like that word. You, I don't like that word. You it don't makes like me always personal. or never. Uh, but we'd put the question out to them saying, Hey, if you've got any questions or anything that you want us to address on an upcoming call, let or us know this month's call, this month's call, mm -hmm. let us know. And one of the, one of the wives had said, uh, first of all, do you guys try everything that's in your Amazon shop? Mm -hmm. Right. And for those of you that don't know, you can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash Amazon shop. But she was specifically asking about, there was a, a product on there to help women strengthen their pelvic floor muscles. Mm -hmm. And while we hadn't tried the one that was on there, there was actually another one that I had done an interview with one of the co-founders, the Yarlap, uh, a few years ago now. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't available on Amazon. So we'd link to another one. Yarlap is now available and it's on there. But we got into this huge conversation with the partners about pelvic floor muscles, uh -huh. right? And, and tightening them. And what do you do? And what's this thing called kegling? And does it matter? And, and have you heard about it? And, and you know, does, does it, it really, even matter? Does it matter? Does it impact your sex life? You right. know, for both husband and wife, male and female, because a lot of times, and even young married Tony, when I first heard about this, it was always directed towards the woman. Mm -hmm. It was always directed towards her, especially, I think we, I first really heard about it is after our firstborn was born. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember when it became something that we talked about. I'm not saying we talked about it. That's the first time I think I ever like found out about it okay. was after our firstborn had arrived because it was at that point in time where it's sort of like, oh, everything is looser now. <laughs> like you're telling me this, everything's looser now. And, and this is a way we ha I have to do this to, to begin to, to strengthen and tighten my vagina and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, so this is like six years into our marriage, mind you. Right. And, and like 16 and a half years ago. ago. Yeah. Uh, just a little perspective there for you. And real quick, just a caveat, Tony and I are not doctors, right? So as we do on any show where we're talking about anything that could be potentially medically related, please seek the advice of a professional. Correct. Right. Talk to your doctors, but we're going to talk about this form of pelvic floor exercise in the show, because what I didn't realize when we were having this conversation and just started thinking through, okay, what does this really look like in terms mm -hmm. of people's sex life? What does it look like for men? And does it even matter for men? And are we even talking about this with our doctors? Are we talking about these types of things that actually allow us to potentially have a different level of, of 
physical response during our sex life. Mm-hmm. And the real quick, just to kind of give you a little bit of, you know, what's going on in the one family, 93% of you said that you know what kegels are, mm-hmm. but I just want to give it just kind of a baseline definition so, so that we're, we're all on the same page. You know, this yes. is something that Elisa loves, but kegels are exercises to strengthen the pelvic floor muscles, which support the uterus in women, the bladder, the small intestine and the rectum for both men male and, and women. women. Yep. And the fact of the matter is, and this may be a newsflash for some of you men, that they can be done by both men and women. It's I'm doing not them just, right now. It's <laughs> and the things that come out on the air. I'm just saying. Okay, good. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm standing. We, we, we stand when we do the when we do each uh, Everybody's show. thrilled to know and, that. And, you know, just, hey, doing them right now. Well, because the truth is it doesn't matter if you're male or female, weak muscles or weak muscles. And when you get into this place of saying, you know what, how do I strengthen this? How do I, how do I learn how to do this? I I just want to give a little bit of frame of reference here that a lot of people think that, you know, the kegels are done only for um, incontinence or pelvic pain. And that's true. That's how this all started, right? Like Mm -hmm. when Dr. Kegel you know, discovered this and, and started looking at all the pelvic floor muscles, but just stop for a second and think about how this is all related. Your pelvis is involved in sex. Mm-hmm. And so the stronger muscles that you have holding all of that in and together and up and lifted, uh, those are going to potentially lead to stronger and more intense experiences. Also known if I could be so bold as to spell it out for all of you, stronger, more intense orgasms. And here's the thing. If you don't know where we're talking, because we are getting a bit into anatomy here, you know, where this muscle is in proportion to your body, where your hips are and all that sort of thing. If you just go into a little friendly Google, type in pelvic muscles, you're going to get a description and an understanding of where this is and, and give you that understanding of going, oh, okay, I see where they're talking about and why this is important, even though you may know it, but where is it really in our body? And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because so often we just think of our bodies in terms of what we know and what we can see. And to have this understanding of like kind of what's going on on the inside, Mm -hmm. that's huge, right? Because your sexual experience is not just the parts that you can see and touch on the outside. Mm -hmm. And, And, we have to be we have to be married couples that are willing to continue this process of education continue this process of resourcing ourselves of saying you know what if if this is something that it's not working or maybe we're like, Oh, you know what? The orgasms aren't quite like they used to be, or maybe I don't know if I've orgasmed and maybe it's just, I have weak muscles or whatever it is. Then let's start, let's start doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Let's not be married couples that are just like, well, you know, it's the old ER. That's just the way it is. It's interesting though. When you start looking at this and, and I looked at it before we started the show and looking at it now while we're here. And it's just amazing though, to just see where this is and how that, that muscle uh, impacts this area of our body. Mm-hmm. And it's a big band that goes from the front. And I'd say like just below your belly button up to, and it attaches from what I can see in, in the images that I'm looking at, it attaches to the bottom of the spinal cord. So it's, it's really interesting band of uh, muscle there. And again, 
they can be done by both men and women. It's not just mm-hmm. something for postpartum women to kind of tighten everything up again. It's not just something if you're dealing with urinary incontinence. And I do want to say, because I didn't even know this until we started doing research on the show, but there are professionals who are specially trained mm-hmm. to help if this is an area that you're struggling with. And we heard from numerous folks in the one family who have had their lives transformed by pelvic floor physical therapists. And the truth is, is that sometimes you just need to know what the name is of the person that can help you. Yeah, to get some insights and an understanding of where this area is and what you need to do to strengthen it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know there was such a thing, right? right? A pelvic floor. There are special physical therapists just for this. And you, when we ask the question, you know, how many of you have ever talked to a doctor about this? There's only about 26% of you. Now keep in mind, 93% of you know what they are, but only 26% of you have talked to a doctor mm-hmm. about them, you know, whether it's postpartum, whether it's incontinence or whatever it is. And only about 29%, obviously y'all know that Tony is part of that, you know, 29% today that do them regularly. I don't know if I would say it regularly. Well, we know that you're doing it during the show. I am I am getting better at it, and it's just a conscious effort to go, oh, you don't have to do a lot of them. That's mm-hmm. the crazy thing. you know. And we're going to share this with you guys here in a little later, but it's not like you have to do a lot of them. It's just being able and just going, oh, yeah, let me let me do this. Let me, let me do this. And from a guy standpoint, I will tell you, it's important. Mm-hmm. It's important because there is this... Um, strengthening that happens that is helping me during sex. Well, and I do want to talk about you. We're going to be talking about what you can do to strengthen them, but I want to talk about how those muscles get weak in the first place. Yeah. Let's start from there because I think that would be a great place to start and launch, understand why this even gets weak and then what we can do to strengthen them. So there are a few, a few ways that they get weak that are gender specific. No surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, for women, childbirth and pregnancy, right? Guys are not pushing out babies. So, or having, ba- you know, babies sit on Well, I on think top. a lot of that too. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that, that weight sitting on top of that right. muscle. Right. So that, for women, that's how it happens. For men, a lot of times it can be um, prostate problems, prostate cancer, things like that, that can do. So those are like the, the two big, very gender specific categories that can fall under. But you can develop weakened muscles through things like having bladder or bowel problems, through constipation, through heavy lifting, mm. through age, obesity, and even high impact sports. Right? I was looking at this list and I'm like, mm. so pretty much anyone at any point in time could put themselves in situations where those muscles may not be as strong as we'd like them to be. Sure. Well, one of them we both face. Age. I was like, which one are you? Which one are you? Age. We're, yeah. we're, we're getting older, right? And so, both male and female, you may have an issue that arises with this muscle mm-hmm. just due to age. And newsflash every single one of you have gotten a few minutes older just listening to the show. So, we're not, we're not the only ones that are in this aging category, right? And we've got to be aware of that as, as men and women because. Yes, the weakened muscles can lead to urinary incontinence. In women, they can lead to less vaginal sensation. Women can actually have what they call prolapse. And that's where the organs, because those muscles are weakened, can actually slide into the vagina. Oh, gosh. Right? So there are different things that can happen. And for men, hey, guys, like, let me just give you a little, oh, I didn't know that type of moment. 
the weakened muscles can actually be a contributor to erectile dysfunction, Mm -hmm. also known as ED. Mm -hmm. So this is why, this is why we need to be talking about these things. This is why we encourage you to go seek medical help when you're experiencing these symptoms, because you don't have to suffer. Right. I didn't know. I mean, we've talked about specifically around erectile dysfunction. We've talked about how, you know, all of the, the veins and, and the blood flow and everything for, for a man. But if we can take a step back and say, okay, you know what, just like when you exercise your biceps or when you do squats, what are you doing? You're tightening and, and relaxing those muscles. You're forcing blood flow. Mm-hmm. If I can just make this super simple, whenever we're, we're contracting our muscles, we're forcing blood flow into that area. So if we force blood flow into the pelvic floor and we tighten, you know, strengthen and contract, wait, what's the other? Okay. Contract and relax. Mm-hmm. Like what's the other one? Contract and relax those muscles. We're we're doing the same thing that we do to make our biceps stronger. Mm-hmm. It's something you don't see, and yet you'll you'll feel the difference. Again, guys, if you do this and you get on a regiment where you are doing this on a daily basis, you will feel the um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You you'll feel the gains. Okay. During <laughs> sex, let's put it that I'm like, way. Well, I, it, usually, I can read his mind not, like. Trust me, there's no ESPN going on here, but I can usually guess what we're, that one, I did not know that you were going for gains. And it's true. We're not talking about, you know, this massive, like one, you know, if I can take you back to all of you that, you know, think on January one, that you're going to go to the gym and you're going to get the six pack abs that you haven't worked on for the last 12 months. Right. Same kind of thing here. It's going to take some time to strengthen those muscles. And has you started, this isn't a sprint. Mm-hmm. This is this is one of those marathon things, right? This isn't, hey, I did it once and I didn't feel anything, so it didn't work. No, this is a marathon. You have to go through the training and you got to get through that entire 26.2 mile race to say that you finished. This is going to just be one of those possible lifelong trainings that you just do. And Absolutely. again, not it, honestly, you're not even going to break out in a sweat when you do this. You, you just aren't. <laughs> No shower required. None. No shower required. But let's talk about how the two of you can address kegels in your marriage and and how it can impact your sex life. And we want to really dig into that. But before we do, we want to thank this week's sponsor, which is the one conference that's being hosted by Journey Church in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And the one conference is the culmination of our best strategies from the last 11 years, all wrapped up into one day. It's a way for the two of you to have a a place where you move into, you know, better sex, more laughter and deeper conversations. And the one conference really guys, it isn't your typical, just sit and listen all day type of conference. We've built in couple time with every session so that the two of you have time to get practical and get actionable right there at the conference. And we just, we simply can't wait to be in Wisconsin on September 21st, spending time and loving on all of our one family. So register for this conference and see what's next at oneliveevents.com. So go to oneliveevents.com to see what we've planned for that day and all of the different ways that you can connect with us at the conference. Go to oneliveevents.com and we'll see you in Wisconsin. Now, I want to make clear that there are lots of resources out there on how to do kegels. And it's really hard from an auditory standpoint to try and explain it over the air. 
like Tony mm-hmm. said, you can go, you can go to Google and there are diagrams and all kinds of stuff. But I did want to just kind of give a frame of reference for them from both the Academy of Obstetrics and Gynecology and also from Mayo Clinic. Okay. Right. Yes. Because those I, I really do feel are trusted resources. And, you know, as the Academy of Obstetrics and Gynecology, these are all the ladies, right? And there's, they generally recommend that you hold for three seconds, then relax for three seconds and do 10 contractions three times a day. And again, like Tony had said, this is something that you build up over time. So they talk about increasing your hold by one second each week and working up to 10 second holds, which I will tell you if any of you are trying to, you know, squeeze those muscles and they generally say the muscles that you use to stop the flow of urine. If you try and hold that for 10 seconds, the first time you're going to be like, wow. So here's the thing. Here's the key. Here's the key thing that Elisa said. The way you want to know that you're doing this correctly is when you are peeing. And you stop flow, you know, male or female, you know, you know how to stop flow that, that motion or that feeling, that's what you're looking for. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to squeeze your stomach. This isn't an, an ab, you know, an ab workout. You don't want to squeeze, you know, your, your butt and, and, and pull it in or anything. You don't, you're not working your thighs. This, this is like, I'm going pee and I'm going to stop the flow. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do that. The way you're going to do that is like, just think that you're peeing, hold that for three seconds, and then you're going to just relax for three more seconds and do that 10 times, one set, do it three times in a day. So that could be when you first wake up in the morning. It could be when you're sitting down and driving to work, and it could be before you go to bed. That's it. But you want to get that feeling, believe me, because when I was first learning this and, and even as a guy, like, what does that look like? I was, I was like pulling on my stomach. Like this is like some ab workout or, you know, or I'm like tightening up my butt and it, it, no, just I'm going pee and I want to stop the flow. Well, I love that Mayo Clinic, like if you go to mayoclinic.com and one of the bullet points they have is maintain your focus right? For best results, focus only on tightening your pelvic floor muscles. Be careful not to flex the muscles in your abdomen, thighs, or buttocks. And both the Academy of Obstetrics and Gynecology and Mayo Clinic were very clear to say, avoid holding your breath. Yeah, that, that I know reading that again, and and it's a tough one because I, I tend to do that myself. It's like I pull in and I hold my breath and it's like, no, you got to just continue to breathe through that, which is really important when you are having sex. Well, exactly. I, I'm so glad. Totally as an aside. I've been known to hold my breath during sex. It's not a good thing. No, it's like you don't want to black out. Right. I don't want to pass out it's on your spouse. It's not a good thing. But as you're doing these exercises, right? And Mayo Clinic even said, you know, uh, aim for at least three sets of 10 repetitions a day. And, and when your muscles get stronger, try doing the exercises while sitting, standing, or walking. Like That's the ultimate in multitasking folks. You could be doing anything. I think the walking one would be the toughest standing, no big deal sitting, (laughs) but I think the walking one would have me thinking because again, yeah, yeah, because again, I'm not like, because the way I think about it is honestly, I'm urinating, stop the flow. I'm not walking when I'm urinating. So that's the hard part for me in my own mind to be like, wait, what am I doing here? Go. It's like that whole stop, start thing. Stop, start, start. And as you do this, right you're spending concentrated amounts of time and this doesn't have to be anything crazy, right? You're not, I mean, if you think about it, if we're talking like three to 10 seconds and you're doing, uh, what's a hundred seconds, that's just under two minutes. Well, just over a minute and a half. Yeah. 
between a minute and a half and two minutes, right? And so you've got that much time during the day. If we're real clear, you've got 24 hours in a day. So can you can you give your marriage roughly two minutes? Well, even Just, your own body, two minutes. If you're driving your kid to anywhere, which many of us do at some point in time, you're in the car, throw on some music and think for you know 90 seconds, 100, 100 seconds, and you're done. And I want to share one other way to, to really even be thinking about this. And, and somebody had asked the question um, uh, there on Instagram was, could this be used as not just exercise that you do, but also in foreplay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's, here's a little insight. When you're in foreplay and you're starting to get aroused, guess what happens? Blood flows to the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. So why not be in this place of going, hey, how else can I get blood flow to my pelvic floor? I can actually, whether I'm thinking about having sex, you know, getting ready, you know, maybe taking a quick shower or whatever, I can be thinking about it or I can be putting on lingerie or I can be crawling into bed. What if I start just pushing the blood flow Mm -hmm. to my pelvic area? Yes, 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 and yes, right? Don't don't just wait for, for the jump start to come from your spouse. You could actually start the blood flow to that area all on your own. And even in doing that, shift how you're thinking about sex. Shift what you're doing. What if, what if just as a form of initiating, and this doesn't even like really take, you know, telling your spouse, what if you just start doing your pelvic floor exercises? What if you start keggling? in anticipation of having sex. Or if your spouse is initiated and you start keggling because you're like, you know what? I'm just going to like warm things up down there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so th- there's this, there's this ability to do it. There are FDA approved devices mm-hmm. out there because sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And you can look at both the Yarlap device and another on our Amazon shop. Again, you can go to one extraordinary slash Amazon shop. Those are female mm-hmm. specific. So that's for them, for you guys to look at. Guys, we don't have any devices that we have seen that are FDA approved or even that we know of. So if you do know of one, by all means, share with us because we always love to learn and we would love to share that with the one family. For guys, I will say there, there's, there is this ability in being able to have a harder erection stronger and last longer. And I would even say for myself, and I've heard from other guys who have done this, that their ejaculation, it's just much more powerful. Mm. And in that meaning there, there's just a lot of, for, for me anyways, personally, there's just much more intensity to that. So it's, it's an amazing way for what little you put in the gains you can get out of it. Well, I love it. We were talking to some friends the other day who you were talking, but they had just started an exercise routine and they're like, wow, like we're so weak. Right. And, and I thought about that as we were preparing the show, you know, because they're, they're just going, okay, you know, we, we need to get fit. And they were just talking about, you know, like walk on the beach type exercise. Yeah. Just overall, just overall fitness. But I wonder if we as husbands and wives said, huh, those muscles might not be as strong Maybe, maybe I'm a little weak down there. I don't even know it. Maybe there's some sexual, we, we've had a lack of sexual intensity, not because of a lack of desire, not because the body parts aren't working, but because there's a lack of integrity in those muscles. Mm-hmm. And what would happen if we just took two minutes a day 
Oh, that's so crazy when you think about you know, these repetitions, two to six minutes a day. What would happen if we did that and got to a place where those pelvic floor muscles are stronger? Yes, we have the added benefit of, you know, working against incontinence and, and you know, th- those types of things. But moving this into a place where it's not just about our urinary health, but about our sexual health. And it's something that, that you and I have the ability to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and let me be real clear. If you need help in this area, please go seek treatment, advice, consultation with a pelvic floor physical therapist, right? Go out and seek the help, but do something because I will tell you as a woman who has, I've used the ER lap. I've stood here just like Tony behind the microphones and, and done my giggling exercises while we're on the air or, you know, while I'm sitting at my desk working and, and you know, preparing, you know, for Instagram or, or preparing for a coaching session or preparing for a conference. You can do it anywhere, but make the decision that you can actually impact those muscles. This is not one of those things where you just have to be like, oh, well, I've just got weak pelvic floor muscles. There's nothing I can do about it get up and get doing. You have the ability to create change in your marriage. Yeah, that's good. All right. So, Hey, another week, another area that a lot of us don't discuss or even know about. So if you don't, like I said earlier, go look at the images, learn about your body, learn about what, what it is that you are that pelvic muscle, which you are strengthening, which could help you in a number of different ways. And one of those being your sexual intimacy, which is where we want you to have the best and most gains from this. So check it out. Start doing your own. Let us know. Hit us up over at uh, Instagram at One Extraordinary Marriage and just say, we're doing it or I'm doing my kegels. We'd love to hear from you guys. And we're excited for what's ahead in your life, in your marriage. Go out there. Have fun. Love you guys. And we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.